Welcome again to the Sleeping It Real podcast. I'm Seth Davis, your host, and we are here with a very special guest, Mari Rellin. She is a, a superstar in the fitness world. I met her a couple of years ago during the height of COVID, and I've been constantly impressed with all the things she's doing with her fitness-related business and the way that she's helping people with what she does. So Mari, it's very nice to meet you, and thank you for being a guest. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Me too. Okay. Well, first of all, let's just start by having you talk to people about what you've created, what you've been doing, and how you started your business. Yes. Yeah, so my business is called Body Conceptions. I started it almost 11 years now in New York City, and now we've expanded to Denver and San Diego. We began originally as a dance fitness company. I say dance lightly because you don't have to be a dancer in any way to do it. We just use dance principles and music-driven exercises. Um, but we, when we began, we were really focusing on prenatal fitness, and that extended to postpartum recovery, using fitness to support that. And then when I moved to Denver, Denver, I expanded my interest into fertility as well as perimenopause. So basically those times in especially women's lives, we do have male clients, but my special interest is in women's lives and those transitions when they could really use support, especially from fitness, but also from other practitioners when often there's not a lot available for them. And so it's we want to help provide them that support and a lot of information as well. Sure. Okay, great. And if I understand it right, you work virtually now with people from all over the world. Is that correct? We do. We do. I forgot to mention that um, we do primarily private training, one-on-one -on -one or small group fitness. So we do do some in-person work, especially in New York City, Denver, and San Diego. But we, yes, we work virtually, which has really a, been a great benefit post-pandemic. So yeah, people can access us from all over. Okay, great. What made you interested in perimenopause? And why is that a topic that you feel is important from a fitness perspective? Yes. Yeah, so perimenopause really is that time of life when women are experiencing a lot of changes in their body and they don't always realize what's going on. Um, it fits into that category of a woman's life and life transition um, when there's not a lot of conversation or support about it. Also, I'm getting older, as all people do. And so I was interested in some of the changes I was experiencing in myself. Um, perimenopause, by the way, can be a really long extended period of time. It can start for some women in their 30s, and it can ultimately go until you know women reach mid-50s, upper 50s, whenever they go through menopause. But it's a time when hormones tend to be sort of all over the place and somewhat unpredictable. And especially as you get closer to menopause, certain kinds of things happen that can really disrupt your sleep, which is important here in this conversation, can make you feel extra anxious, can cause weight gain, breast tenderness. There's so many different symptoms that women can experience in perimenopause that really interested me and especially that intersection with fitness. So how does fitness affect perimenopause or and vice versa? But what might we want to know in order to help support women through our workouts? Might there be some things that we can help women feel better? And um, and just in general, you know, are there other people in the industry, other practitioners who we can turn to for our clients to help them? Sure. And I can see why that's very valuable, because as a sleep coach, I see a lot of women come who are entering this phase of life where it's affecting their sleep and they're starting to see some of those hormone changes and their body is, is reacting differently in ways that makes it harder to sleep. And I know that also cortisol is, is a big factor in this as well. So can you speak about what the role of cortisol is in this and how you factor cortisol into the work that you do with clients? 
Yes, absolutely. Cortisol is a really um, interesting and central factor here. What happens often when you have lower estrogen levels, cortisol levels go up. And cortisol also interacts with melatonin. So cortisol can dysregulate melatonin. So in general, this can look like you know, these for me, especially for a lot of women I know in my position, these kind of middle of the night wake ups where you suddenly wake up and you don't know exactly what's going on and you can kind of spin out and you can't, you have trouble falling back asleep. And cortisol is a stress hormone. Um, and with these hormonal changes and higher cortisol levels, you also see higher anxiety in women with perimenopause. Um, but what we're interested in from a fitness perspective is how cortisol factors into this because fitness has the potential to increase cortisol levels, especially high intensity fitness. And what often happens to women also during this time is they experience some weight gain. And we have seen many women who from their past have found that, okay, if I am experiencing weight gain, I have to do a lot more high intensity fitness. I should do more cardio and that will be the best sort of recipe for losing weight. And also sometimes they choose not to eat as much as well. And I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't want to speak to diet in the same way that I talk about fitness. But so a lot of women turn to not eating and over-exercising. And what happens is with, especially with high levels of cardio and really high intensity fitness is that it increases cortisol. So it actually has the potential to achieve the exact opposite of what you want. If you're doing high levels of cardio and your cortisol levels are going higher, then that can further disrupt your sleep. And that can actually interestingly lead to further weight gain. So what happens sometimes with high cortisol levels is, and I can go on and on with this, but a lot of times it contributes to more glucose in your bloodstream, which can cause insulin insensitivity and also fat deposits, visceral fat deposits. So I don't wanna to get too in the weeds here, but what I'm talking about is a process that can happen when we're doing too high intensity fitness that can actually lead to more issues that actually began during perimenopause anyway. So what we need to do is look at our fitness differently in different ways than we ever have before as women and potentially consider doing lower impact fitness and doing more muscular work. So increasing lean muscle mass, for example, which can increase your metabolism um, and also doing lower intensity fitness can actually help decrease cortisol. So it's all about really understanding the balance and its effect on your body. Another factor here as well is that if you don't sleep well, it can be harder to experience muscle recovery the next day. So what can happen is the human growth hormone levels can go down. It can affect this process that helps muscle recovery occur, which also interrupts metabolism and lean muscle mass development. So what we often do with women who come to us who haven't slept well, who are in the midst of you know, perimenopause issues, is we ask them, how did you sleep last night? How are you feeling? How are your energy levels? And if they're exhausted, we actually turn to more lower impact fitness, which can still be just as effective. And a lot of times it's also just really helping women realize that these different ways of approaching fitness can be more effective for them now than it used to be when they were younger, or maybe they were just more resilient when they were younger. But now we have to be a little bit more careful about the mechanisms and the hormone process that happens for them. 
Well, <clears throat> I love that you do ask them how they're sleeping and that you incorporate that into what you do. And it's kind of interesting too, just hearing that a lot of times we tend to think more is better. So, you know, more cardio is better, more of this is better. And sometimes it actually has the opposite effect of what we're looking for. And I have worked with people who they're extreme athletes or they're really hitting it in the gym and, and they actually find that they overtrain themselves, which I think mm -hmm. some of the mechanisms sound similar to what you're talking about. Just the ways that that possible overtraining is actually making it harder for them to sleep and harder for them to do other things. So. It does make sense that sometimes you have to dial it back a little bit and look at lower intensity and um, it seems it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's there's also these other factors that are just a little bit harder to pin down, but are very important, which has to do with listening to your body. And so, again, that kind of ties into what you're talking about, this like more is more mentality, almost like I have to ignore my body signals, work harder than ever. I have to not listen to the pain I'm experiencing. And that is the only way to achieve change. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this is about really actually listening to, am I too tired to do this? Um, or what are my limits? What do I love to do? These are questions that often we don't ask ourselves because we don't allow ourselves to love what we're doing. We think sure. We have to experience pain to have change. And instead, with this interaction between cortisol and the importance of lowering stress levels and helping prepare ourselves for things like sleeping and resting later, um, by really listening to what we want to do, what makes us happy, that can actually create a more effective fitness experience and also lower these, you know, ish or lower these levels of cortisol that prepare us better for um, later at night and sleeping better through the night. Mm -hmm. So um, women tend not to pay attention to their bodies on many levels. We are, we recognize that a lot in hunger. Maybe when we were younger and we dieted and, you know, we didn't listen to those hunger pangs that helped us lose weight, but not in the healthiest of ways. And I really, during this time of life for women, I really recommend that they start paying closer attention to what their body is telling them. And that can actually help them in so many different levels. I think both sleep, but definitely in the fitness realm. Sure. I think that's great advice. Sometimes we, we do ignore those, those signals, or we just kind of shove them under, under the rug, but you know, a lot of times they're trying to tell us something and we can actually gain a lot by listening to them. Yes. Um, and I thought it was actually fun that we brought uh, happiness into the equation. And that's actually funny because my last guest was a happy coach. And so we were talking about how sometimes we don't bring enough of it into our lives. We don't listen to what's going to make us happy. And instead we just kind of pl keep plugging away with all the other things that are not really doing it for us. So it kind of shows with this, with what, with wellness, how everything kind of ties together. And we, you know, you're from the yes. fitness perspective. She's from the happy burnout perspective. And I'm from the sleep perspective, but we're all recommending that we find more ways to bring happiness into our lives. I totally agree. And happiness can be somewhat elusive. And I just love learning as much as possible about that area of study and how we can apply it to our lives. A lot of people come to me and they say, you know, it's all well and good, but Mari, honestly, how am I going to really know? I actually hate to work out or I, I just, I don't even know how to approach this. And I usually tell people, um, working out is not necessary if you absolutely hate it. So I just want to start there. It actually can cause more stress. We see it, you know, the issue of not liking to work out. That's, it's okay. Find out what you actually love to do. So I just want to start with that. There's not a ton of pressure here to, that you have to work out to achieve the goals you want at this time of life. But if you do 
move and you like to walk and there you notice that when you move your body, you feel better. I do have some tips for people to get more in touch with what makes them happier or less stressed. So I, because I'm a dancer and because in many ways I move because of music, I often start with music. So I'll tell people, you know, find songs, music that you absolutely love. I personally, in terms of movement, I choose more kind of like higher energy songs, things that are a little bit faster because it gets me to move. You might choose whatever it is that makes you happy. Maybe it's even a sadder song, but whatever it is, make a playlist of your absolutely favorite songs and then just let yourself move to that music naturally. Some of us just kind of bop side to side. Some of us want to move a little bit faster. Maybe we want to dance and notice how that movement and connection to the music makes you feel. And in many ways, just noticing how your body wants to move naturally helps you learn even in a bigger scale. What does your body like and want to do? Even just walking outside, maybe to a song, maybe to a podcast, noticing what kinds of movements you can do can make you feel better and happier and less stressed. It doesn't have to be in a specific formula or format, like, you know, a really high intensity boot camp. It can literally be walking every day. And so any of that can be wonderful, especially if you can walk outside in the morning, get your melatonin levels balanced and in check and feel the sun. And these are certain things that you can do that really set you up on so many levels for more hormone balance. And then again, better sleep. Okay. I love that you also mentioned the morning sunlight and uh, fresh air. That's always a key that I, I tell people they should do every day as much as possible. Um, so yeah, thanks for bringing that into the conversation too. Given the impact of just exercise, stress, and muscle recovery in perimenopause, among so many other things, how might you and I work together to help our clients feel happier and stronger and more balanced? Yeah, this is my favorite question. I love working with different practitioners. Our whole business concept is based on our community. So what I mean by that is I've never personally wanted to operate in a vacuum with people. When I started my business in New York City, I actually wanted to have a wellness center that wasn't really a thing at the time. Now it is for sure. So what I did was my approach was to meet as many people sort of in field surrounding what we did to work together with them and make our clients more aware of what other people were doing to help support what we were trying to accomplish. So I feel like someone like you is really valuable for our clients. I would definitely send someone your way. And I think, you know, us working together, we can actually accomplish our goals together with somebody who can then, you know, if they're sleeping better, then they're actually able to do maybe more in high intensity fitness if they want to, but it's a great kind of combo of helping them, especially from a hormone perspective, achieve more balance. And then, you know, in general, feel much better at a time of life when it can be very confusing and unpredictable. So I, I always recommend people like you, and I'm glad to know you here in Denver. Yeah, same 100% agree. I think that you know, it's very complimentary. And, you know, there's, I, I meet a lot of people who they're entering this particular stage of their life, and they could use some assistance with, um, you know, just kind of navigating it more so that they can manage the anxiety that comes along with it and the sleep issues and everything else. And, you know, getting more movement in their lives and finding out what's, what fills their bucket with fitness. So yeah, that's, that's a good combo there. Um, I agree. If, if you don't mind, I want to add something here because yeah. um, what I didn't mention 
is that sometimes I like directly working together with another practitioner. So we do this a lot with PTs and I can, you know, imagine doing this with someone like you, meaning that as long as, you know, the client completely, you know, everyone's on board and they say yes to this kind of conversation, it can be great for us to actually talk about somebody's patterns. So it's not even just, oh, I'll send you to Seth, which I would do in a heartbeat, but it's also, hey, Seth, what are, what kinds of patterns are you seeing in this person? Because for example, you know, people have different, um, what we see, people have different times of day when they exercise more effectively. So you might tell me, okay, they're having these issues with sleep, they're taking naps, they're doing, you know, and it might help us advise our clients about time of day when they should exercise, for example, or or how are the, what happens that leads them to not sleep well. Okay, that can help us plan our exercise differently or help strategize differently. So I think a lot of people see different practitioners as sort of these like isolated experiences, mm -hmm. whereas I, I do like the idea of a wellness center. And I think you can create it virtually if I'm talking to you and we can work together to kind of coordinate what we're doing. So that was just another thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the team approach is better than having these silos where, you know, everybody's doing everything independently. But if we can team up and find the areas where we can co coexist and co-improve things, then yeah, it's always better. Mm, agree, for sure. Okay. Have you personally experienced sleep issues and, and what have been some things for you that have helped you that maybe that you've gained from your experience that you've applied to help you sleep better? Oh, I love this question. Yes, I have sleep issues for sure. Mine really came up during the pandemic. I think it was a combination of where I am with my body and my hormone profile, as well as kind of like the surrounding stress of that time. My issue is that I fall asleep, but then I wake up in the middle of the night. So um, I do a number of things. I, I fall asleep actually by going through a progressive relaxation exercise. And I think this really does tie into my connection with my body and my work and fitness. But I'll literally go through from the top of my head all the way down my body through my toes. And I'm really paying attention to each part of my body that potentially holds tension. So for me, it's usually my jaw the corners of my eyes and my shoulders. So I actually have to really look at and think about each part of that body and, and relax it. And then I have a tendency to be able to fall asleep more easily. So I really started implementing that during the pandemic. Also, I do some meditation sometimes with my clients. We'll do a workout session and end with the meditation if they're in the middle of a lot of stressful situations in their lives, which also contributes to lowering cortisol. So just an added bonus there. Um, in the middle of the night now, what do I do? Well, you have actually uh, connected me with your sleep course. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to admit that I've actually watched it um, in the middle of the night as I'm trying to um, remind myself of some things to do. I It's probably not entirely advised that I'm watching a screen. <laughs> so you might be like, fine, Mark, you should probably watch it another time. But it has actually helped me relax. So I have a tendency to spin on certain things I'm thinking about, especially in the realm of business or my life or things going on for me. And it has actually helped me um, think about and focus on other things. I leave my bed, I go into another room, and I'll either do these breathing exercises and sort of like progressive relaxation, or I've been watching your sleep course. And it actually is helping me. I, I get to a point where I'm in a different state. I'm not focusing so much on the thought process. And then I get back into bed in a little bit more of a relaxed place. Also, something you've advised, which really helps me a lot, is to um, 
to just not put a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, I do a very physical, uh, you know, work. I, I, I sometimes the next day after a day, a sleepless night, I'm doing three to four hours of fitness and it can be very hard for me to wake up in the middle of the night and worry about that day coming up. And am I going to be able to perform, but just really taking the pressure off and thinking differently about my sleep and the role of sleep in my life um, has actually had a really wonderful effect on being able to go back to sleep and get back into bed and making it all work. So I thank you for that, (laughs) but that's what I do. Okay. I love all of those things. They're all things that I recommend at different points when I'm coaching people. And I'm really happy to hear that my course provided some helpful things with you. And I was trying to think in my head if if it's a, you know, normally I don't recommend watching screens as a, a first thing at, at night, but if you're watching your sleep coach, is that a loophole? I don't, I don't know. Exactly. It's working for me. So. Okay. Well, I do hear that. I do hear I have a pretty calming voice. So hopefully yes. maybe that's, maybe that's helping out too. Yes, for sure. Okay. Um, as you mentioned, a big portion of your audience of the people you work with are these women who are reaching this stage in their life, perimenopause. And do you have an inspirational message that you can share with them, people who might be struggling with sleep and things due to this age-related changes? Do you have kind of a motivational, inspirational message for them? Um, ooh, the, putting the pressure on there. <laughs> I, I usually recommend that women talk to each other. Um, I found this myself. As soon as I mention, oh, I'm not sleeping, I'm all anxious, this is what's happening to me. I usually get a chorus of voices around me saying, oh my God, I'm experiencing the same thing. That's also considering that most of my friends are of a similar age as I am. And um, what's really incredible is realizing that you're not alone. It also helps, um, especially someone like me, because I've done a lot of research on this. It helps me to talk to my friends or these other women around me or my clients and let them know that these symptoms they're experiencing are not, first of all, they're not unique to them, that a lot of people are going through that. Um, Also, that these symptoms they're experiencing are not each unique issues. So a lot of what happens in perimenopause is that you have these issues that you address independently. So, okay, I'm anxious. I'll take this medication. I'll, I'm not sleeping. I'll take this medication. I'll do, you know, instead of realizing it's actually due to a hormone issue or hormone profile for you that you can address sort of like all together and you can understand all together and having a group of people around you who can support you in this, who you can lean on in and of itself reduces anxiety. Um, And it also really helps inform you about what to do to help support your hormone balance and get through it. Okay. Yeah. Community is important and it's good to, it's good to lean on others and just uh, not keep it all to yourself. Is there any other questions that you wished that I'd asked you? Anything else that comes to mind? No, it was really it was really great to talk about this. Um, sleep is an enormous issue in perimenopause, and many people don't realize they're related. Um, I, I do recommend that people reach out to me, and I'm happy to answer any questions that people might have. So they can contact me. Um, our website is bodyconceptions.com. There are ways to contact us. I get most of the you know questions and inquiries that are sent through our website. You can also DM us through Instagram. Um, we have a really large presence on Instagram. Um, I'm or I can jump on the phone. I always offer 20 minute free consultation, or I'd love to do fitness with people. Um, so I'm happy to talk about what your needs are and, and your questions. And if you're confused and you don't know where to turn, 
Um, we have so many resources and I'm really, I say we, because we have a whole team. So it's not just me, but I can speak personally. I absolutely love helping and supporting people. So please go to Body Conception's website and Instagram um, and feel free to ask anything. So yeah, that's, that's the way I love to connect to people. And I also love to connect them to people like you. So it's all about spreading the word and helping each other. Okay, great. And I'll include links to everything in the in our show notes. But can you tell us what's the uh, Body Conceptions website and your handles on social media? Yes. So it's www.bodyconceptions.com. Instagram is at Body Conceptions, all one word. Um, we're also on Facebook under Body Conceptions. But I would say Instagram is probably our most active source of what we're up to, what we're doing. We have tips. We have, we have a lot of information we provide. We have fun reels and things. And so I recommend if you want to reach me directly, either through that website or the Instagram DMs, um, please feel free to reach out. I'll be there. And then I guess one final question is, um, what are you working on now? What's coming up next for you? What are you excited about? What is the next, what does the immediate future look like for you? Um, I am constantly learning. So for me, um, research is so crucial to understanding all of these things. Anything I just mentioned in terms of, you know, hormone interactions, I'm looking at what's coming out in current research. And sadly, it's not a lot. So that's why I'm sort of always on the hunt. Um, I talk to doctors as well a lot because they often know sort of what's most current and what's coming up in this um, in these different realms of women's health. I'm in Denver. Our company, we have a huge number of trainers in New York City. Um, and then we also have someone in San Diego. So we have different locations. Um, in Denver, I love to continue to meet other practitioners. So I'm looking at, you know, that's what I'm up to is meeting as many people as possible. I happen to do most of my training in person in the Cherry Creek and South Denver area. Um, but I'm certainly happy to do virtual training anywhere. So um, yeah, that's mostly what I'm doing is sort of finding out what's going on, who I can connect to, meeting clients, training clients, um, and then reading the research and getting you know as up to date on everything as possible so that I can pass it on. Okay, great. That is enough to keep anybody busy, but uh, that's, yeah, great, great projects. And I just appreciate what you do to help people. Thank you so much. Same here. Sure. Well, uh, I guess that is all that we have today, but thank you so much again for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to learn more about what you do and to uh, share that with everybody else. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mari.